With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to You Should Know Better with Mike C. Nelson. The guy who won't shut up about winning three times on Jeopardy. Salutations and welcome to You Should Know Better, the trivia podcast that tests your knowledge and a little bit of your patience. Our goal here is to celebrate the theme of continuing education. We should always be learning and always be on the prowl to know better. Now we will meet our extraordinary guests and hear all about what good causes they are playing for and shortly crown one of them the smartest person in the world for one week. But as right now, let's jump right into some questions and answers with our first of four rounds today. Round one, general knowledge. Thinking caps on, gentlemen. Pencils are ready. And away we go. Round one is your general knowledge round. There are eight questions in this round. Here is question number one. Kind of a literature question. Who wrote The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, the book we were all supposed to read in middle school. Who is the author of that book, plus a bunch of others? Very, very funny. Funny author. For question number one. Question number two, we're getting a little uh, world geography in here for question number two. What is the capital of the South American country of Peru? Peru. What is the capital city of Peru? All, All right. right. Question, question number three. We're going to do a, a, a little government little government question. Uh, can you name either? I won't have you name both. Name either of the first two female U.S. secretaries of state. Can you name either of the first female U.S. secretaries of state, the State oh. Department? All right, question number four. I like this question. This is an interesting question. Besides pens for writing, the French manufacturing company BIC, B-I-C, is a world leader in selling what other product? Besides writing pens, pens that you write with, ink pens, um, what's their other top-selling product, BIC? At question number five, we're on the back half of round one already. It's going by too quick. What one hit wonder musical group sang the song, I'm too sexy. I'm oh. too sexy for this hat or this shirt. I do my little turn on the catwalk. What was that one hit wonder band that came up with that incredible hit in the 90s? I feel like I have to take off my shirt right now. <laughs> <laughs> Please do. It's a podcast. Uh, again, for question number six, one, one, one hit wonder musical group sang the song, I'm Too Sexy, for question five. Question number six is kind of an art question here. The painting, Arrangement in Gray and Black, number one, is a painting better known as What Artist's Mother? It's more famous name is Whose Mother? Um, it's also known as The Arrangement in Gray and Black, number one. Very famous painting, but it's better known as Whose Mother? We have reached the penultimate question in your general knowledge round today. Question number seven. What Southwestern Native American people are the largest federally recognized tribe in the United States? 
with the largest reservation that covers over 27,000 square miles. Again, for question number seven, what Southwestern Native American people are the largest federally recognized tribe in the United States with the largest reservation covering over 27,000 square miles for question number seven. Here we are. Final question for round one, question number eight. Here it is. I like this question too. We all grew up with this. In the classic board game, Clue, it's a question about Clue. It's a clue about Clue. Who was the only single female character? Who was the only single female character? The the rest were married? In Clue, yes. There were a couple misses, but there was only one miss in the game of Clue. Name that Clue character for question number eight. All right, gentlemen, pencils, <laughs> pencils down. <laughs> pencils down. We'll go, we'll go over your answers in just a little bit, but it's time to introduce our great guests today, two friends, two pals of mine. We'll start with this guy. Um, he's from Iowa, folks. He's a Hawkeye, Iowa City, Iowa. Um, he's got an upcoming uh, project that, 90s show it's premiering on netflix is that coming up this year or i'm I, i'm not 100 sure uh yeah I've just, i i'm you know got a little little spot in one of the episodes we're um, very excited to watch yeah. that 90s show with this guy you've also seen him in i think a billion commercials a, b- a billion tv commercials over the last 20 years yeah. um my good friend andrew hawtrey is here today <laughs> and uh half of those you know a good quarter of a billion is with you <laughs> <laughs> that's how we met we met yeah. met at a friend's wedding reception i think first our friend shannon we were at yeah. the wedding reception we were sitting at the same table and we kind of realized like hey you do what i do yeah but we've been lucky enough to yeah work on a number of commercials together and become good pals uh you can fan follow andrew hawtrey um it's at Andrew Hawtrey on Instagram and Twitter. Andrew, what a charity are you playing for today? I am playing for Hope of the Valley. Uh, it's a uh, great uh, uh, charity here in the San Fernando Valley. Um, they uh, Their um, mission is to kind of prevent, reduce, uh, and eliminate poverty, hunger, and homelessness. Um, they A lot of the tiny homes that are in various locations around the valley, they are the ones that sponsor those and i've toured them uh, when they opened nearby and i've seen the uh you know they provide the services to help that you know the homeless get off the streets and uh help them transition to permanent homes it's a really incredible organization um and i'm just happy to you know help them out that is Beautiful Hope of the Valley. That's where it's at. Welcome, Andrew. Now it's time to meet your opponent. Um, born in Honolulu. I didn't know that. Aloha, Aloha brother. Hey, Mahalo. <laughs> Mahalo, brother. It just makes me want to do that uh, Brady Bunch tiki noise. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. There's a spider on your chest. <laughs> Slowly crawling up your feet. <laughs> um, you could see him uh, a dry bar comedy special called Good News. And he has three albums that I have listened to um, on iTunes Bandcamp at and at mattknudson.com. My dear friend, Matt Knudsen is here. Michael Ooh. Nelson, a pleasure does not begin to cover it. <laughs> what a guy, what a guy. You can follow Matt Knudsen at Matt Knudsen on Twitter and at that Matt Knudsen on Instagram. Mr. Matt, what uh, charity are you playing for today? Uh, today I am here representing Meals on Wheels. Uh, an incredible program. A, n- a number of family members of mine have received Meals on Wheels in the past. And uh, I'm also a Meals on Wheels driver. I'm like a flex volunteer if shifts drop out. So their slogan is delivering more than a meal because that's what they're really doing. It's not, uh, um, some people don't know, 
you can't just leave the food on someone's door and like, all right, you actually, you call them before you get there, uh, you knock, they have to answer because it's a meal, but it's also a wellness check. So you can see how, how they're doing. If for some reason they're not home and you don't get a hold of them, you have a report, you got to like make a note, you go back to the office and like, hey, um, Joyce didn't answer her door today. And they're like, okay, they call the family, they follow up, they really... I've, you know, so it's, it's really rewarding in that sense. And then sometimes you'll encounter someone who's a little more shy and they thank you or they grab something. And like last week, a guy was like, I used to be a sparring partner with Muhammad Ali. You're like, what? that's incredible. So we live in a city of 5 million people. And most of the time you don't have a reason to knock on their door. So I'm here for Meals on Wheels. Um, God, two excellent charities, two terrific gentlemen here. So happy to have you here, but now it's time to get down to brass tacks, fellas. Uh, let's go over our answers for a very interesting round one and do our first scoreboard update. It was your general knowledge round. There were eight questions in this round. Question number one was, who wrote the very funny satirical book, The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? Um, Andrew, what did you put for number one? Uh, well, I, I'm going to, you know, just say that I know I'm wrong. Or I feel strongly that I'm wrong. Okay. Um, I, I I first wrote a a, a comedic one. Uh, I wrote Bobby Newhart, but I scratched that out um, and went. Okay, maybe took a guess. Kurt Vonnegut. Kurt Vonnegut, great guess. One of my favorite authors. Um, Matt, what did you put for number one? Well, I also scratched out an incorrect answer. Aldous Huxley to write a different incorrect answer, Kurt Vonnegut. Ah, holy cow, you uh, both. A Vonnegut, I'm a Vonnegut guy. Um, this is great. You guys came up with my one of my favorite authors of all time, Kurt Vonnegut. The correct answer is Kurt. It's not Kurt Vonnegut. I know that. I knew that. It's Mr. Douglas Adams. Douglas <laughs> Adams wrote all of those Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and restaurant at the end of the universe all those funny books question number two is your geography question what is the capital the south american country of peru uh mr matt i'm going with lima michael lima uh Andrew, it's also my favorite bean it is a great you know, bean it's a great bean underappreciated bean <laughs> andrew what did you get for number two well um I would agree with Matt on his answer, but that's not what I wrote down. <laughs> the honor system, the honor code. Yeah. Um, I wrote uh, Larryville. Larryville. Yeah. Great, great guess. Yeah, I think it's, it's an educated guess. But it an is, educated man. But it is time to <laughs> flick that bean. It is Lima, Peru. Lima, Peru. Oh. I hope I get a sploosh. <laughs> <laughs> He's, he's he's aiming for a sploosh in this oh. game. It's coming. Oh, it's coming. Oh, yeah. That answer deserves a sploosh. All right, question number three. Name one of the first two female U.S. secretaries of state, Andrew. Um, I panicked, but then I uh, went, uh, Hillary Clinton? Hillary Clinton, she was a Secretary of State. Knudsen, what did you put? I'm going with Madeleine Albright. Ooh, two excellent guesses as both of those women were Secretaries of State. Madeleine Albright was the very first, the late, great Madeleine Albright. She just passed recently, so she was number one. Number two was Condoleezza Rice. Ah! Hillary was third, I believe. So you got Madeline Albright or Condoleezza Rice. If you had either of those, give yourselves a point. But Andrew, that was a heck of a guess. You were right there. Now, oh, for three. <laughs> what about the first three? Secretary of the State. <laughs> Question number four. Besides pens for writing, ink pens, the French manufacturing company BIC, B-I-C, is a world leader in selling what other product uh, I think we're up with Matt starting us off for number four. Uh, Michael, I went with lighters. 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 Andrew, what did you put? Yeah. Um, oh, I want to inter <laughs> I, I wanted to introduce this a little bit. Uh, I think we should uh, kind of like in Ode to Jeopardy, since you're a three-time champion, I think we should say 
you should know lighters. <laughs> I like that. That's from now on. Everyone has to do that in the form. <laughs> right question or they're kicked off the show <laughs> or maybe in the first round in the general knowledge round i'll allow it but by round two right. i'll count against them yeah <laughs> um the correct answer you see them at every gas station bic lighters so yeah pens and lighters that's what they sell the most of so both of you nailed it um it is lighters question number five what one hit wonder musical group sang the song i'm too sexy andrew uh, you should know, right? Said Fred. <laughs> Knudsen, what did you put? I am also knowing that you should know, right? Said Fred. It is in fact, right? Said Fred. What oh, a jam. Yeah. They got their shirts ripped off. They were muscular and had it all. Muscular, bald, I think weird European from somewhere. <laughs> Um, Annie, if you could find out where Right Said Fred was from, find out where those guys were from. But yeah, like two two bald, muscular guys that had right, yeah this huge hit. I I don't know if it went to number one, but it was like I remember buying the single cassette of it. I loved it so much. Mm-hmm. And on the flip side, it had them singing it in different languages. It was awesome. I'm gonna right say, said Fred. I'm going with Belgium. Yeah. They're like Belgium or something. Uh, Annie is telling us they're from the UK oh. of all places. They're from mm. the UK. Um, right said Fred for all our youngsters listening to uh, the show. Yeah, check out that song and tell us what you think. It'll yeah. be very the They were a prototype for your pit bull. <laughs> <laughs> ah, conf- they crawled so pit bull could fly. Oh my God. <laughs> That's the first time that phrase has ever been uttered. And I, I thank you for that. That is beautiful. Um, we're on question number six. Arrangement in gray and black number one is a painting better known as what artist's mother? Um, I think we're up to Andrew uh, uh, Matthew. Let's start you off uh, for number six. What did you put? Michael, you should know I put Whistler's mother. Whistler's mother. Uh, Andrew, what did you put? Uh, I am concurring. And Whistler's. I also put Whistler's. You've seen that painting of an older woman yeah. kind of profile in a chair sitting down. It is, in fact, Whistler is the artist. It is Whistler's mother. It's not Grandma Moses. A lot of people confuse that, I think. Uh, Whistler, James Whistler, I believe, uh, is the artist that did that painting. Arrangement in gray and black, number one. See, you guys were worried, but you're, you're, you're coming on strong here in the general knowledge round. <laughs> Question number seven, what Southwestern Native American people are the largest federally recognized tribe in the United States with the largest reservation covering over 27,000 beautiful square miles? Uh, Andrew, what did you put for number seven? Uh, You know, I I just, I went with, uh, you should know Hopi. The Hopi, H-O-P-I. Matt, what did you put for number seven? Well, you should know mine was also a guess, but giving the region uh, and the J making the H sound, I went with Navajo. Navajo. We have Hopi mm. and we have the Navajo. The correct answer is the Navajo Nation. Oh. Yeah. I was just near, yeah, I was just near Monument Valley and Antelope Canyon and all these other great places. And it is part of the Navajo Nation that is just breathtaking, jaw-dropping, beautiful, beautiful part of this country. Heaven on earth. It really, really is. Uh, That is the Navajo Nation. I think the Cherokee is number two. For those wondering, Cherokee Nation is number two in size. Uh, Question number eight in the classic board game of Clue, who was the only single female character matt um well you should know i couldn't remember so my guess is eileen brennan eileen brennan. <laughs> what an awesome character actress i just rewatched the sting which is one of my favorite films of all time and she's mm. in that as mm-hmm. well and uh what a distinct look and she's just a marvelous marvelous actress eileen Agreed. brennan great guess um andrew what did you put for number eight I uh, I wrote, you should know, Miss Green Jeans. Miss <laughs> Green Jeans. There is a, a, a Mr. Green, I believe. Mr. There's a Mr. Green Jeans, you know, from my childhood. Captain uh, Kangaroo, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mr. Green Jeans. Uh, so I think for the ladies in the classic board game of Clue, you had Mrs. White and Mrs. Peacock. But the single lady who I was, I think it was my first crush. I think my first crush was actually on this clue card was Miss 
Scarlet. Miss Scarlet. Oh, Miss Scarlet. Yeah, no, I knew that, that went through the myriad of colors. It's like, you know, it's purple or it just, yeah. it never came. Yep, Miss Scarlet in the conservatory with the lead pipe. It is Miss Scarlet. Uh, we have our first score update. We have Andrew Hawtreet with three big points. But Mad Knudsen takes the lead with six. It's six, six. to three. <laughs> oh my God, I'm getting crushed. So it is six to three after one round. We have three rounds left. We're playing with Andrew Hawtreet and Matt Knudsen. They're playing for two wonderful charities. But it's time to move on. Round two, pop culture grab bag. I think you're going to like this one, gents. A lot of times we do film, we do television, sometimes literature. Today, we are doing a sports round, a sports grab bag. And more specifically, these are sports questions about sports nicknames. These are all about sports mm -hmm. nicknames for your pop culture grab bag. There are eight questions in this round. Here is question numero uno in your sports nicknames grab bag. El Toro was just one of the nicknames for this Dodger lefty who set the baseball world on fire back in 1981. Repeat that once again for question number one. El Toro was just one of the nicknames for this Dodger lefty who set the baseball world on fire back in 1981. Uh, moving on to question number two and changing sports. What was Evander Holyfield's nickname? Evander Holyfield. We're in the world of boxing. What was his very famous nickname? Going up against Iron Mike Tyson and some other fighters back from that era. Uh, question three is a layup. I had to do a couple layups for because some people really do not like sports. So this is not for you guys. You guys got this one. Uh, three words. The great one. Three words, the great one for question number three. Who is known as the great one? All right, moving up to question number four. This might be a little tougher. We'll see. Six Feet of Sunshine is the nickname of what Carrie, spelled K-E-R-R-I, who is one of the most decorated beach volleyball players of all time. She played in like five Olympics in a row, I believe. Six Feet of Sunshine was her nickname. The nickname of what Carrie? I just need her last name. Carrie what? One of the most decorated beach volleyball players of all time. Annie, if you can look up how many Olympics she was a part of, I think it's kind of astounding. All right, question number five. Yeah, Annie's telling us that this Carrie who played beach volleyball was in five Olympic games. Good <laughs> Lord. That is 20 plus years of the Olympics that she played in. Unreal. Uh, question number five, switching sports yet again, switching gears, I should say. What NASCAR <laughs> legend was known as the king? Who's known as the king of NASCAR? For question numero cinco in the grab bag. That's got to be cool to be known as the king or queen of anything. <laughs> I don't even care if it's like the king of dry cleaning. I don't care. That's cool. <laughs> That's pretty fun. All right, question number six. Here we are. We're on the back half of round two. Question number six. What Seattle supersonic was known as the Rain Man? And that's spelled R-E-I-G-N. What Seattle supersonic, that dates this question, which is nuts. What Seattle supersonic was known as the Rain Man? I talked about him. He kind of came up in a conversation, I want to say, in the last couple months. Jeez. He was he was an incredible yeah. ball player and athlete. Unreal. Uh, question number seven. Question number seven. Here we are. The final two questions of this round. Redheaded snowboarder Sean White is known as the flying what? He's known as the flying what? For question number seven, redheaded snowboarder Sean White is known as the flying what? Um, all right. We're here. Final question of round two, which is sports nicknames in your pop culture grab bag. Question number eight, Mama Smash, the widower maker, and Riri are just a few of her many nicknames. I think she has upwards of 10 plus nicknames. Mama Smash, the widower maker, which is maybe my favorite nickname of all time, and Riri 
are just a few of her many nicknames. Pencils down. Let's go over our answers for a very, this is going to be very interesting. I think you guys are both sports fans. I know it. you guys know a lot of stuff about sports, but this was a tough sports nicknames category. I believe going into this, but let's see how you did eight questions. Question number one, El Toro was just one of the nicknames for this Dodger lefty who set the baseball world on fire. You could even say a mania of sorts. Back in <laughs> 1981. Matt, start us off. Well, uh, the reason I was fishing in my drawer is because I went to uh, Dodger Stadium for World Series replica night. Ah. This is the 1981 ring given to Fernando Valenzuela. That's another another good name rolling off the tongue, oh. Mr. Scully. Andrew, what did you put for number one? Uh, I wanted to put that, but I didn't because you were I, thinking you were you were trying to find it. You know, it was I could picture him in my brain his you know face and the way he pitched yeah you know that like very distinct that twist to the to the outfield yeah and he'd kind of look up he'd kind of look up yeah in in the middle of his his wind up yeah yeah i could picture him but i couldn't name him and i'd only put down hernandez hernandez (laughs) that's not bad but it is in fact el toro Fernando. Fernando. I saw this documentary. It was really interesting because while all this was happening, you know, he was an immigrant from Mexico and like his whole family just lived in like this little village and they never had TV. So while this was happening for him, they were just still back, like working on they the had farm. No they idea. had no idea at all. No idea. Agreed. It is Fernando Valenzuela Fernando. for number one. <laughs> Question number two. What was Evander Holyfield's nickname, Andrew? The ear, the ear. <laughs> no, I, uh, no, no, I, I'm going oh with uh, the real deal. The real deal. You bit off more than you could chew. With that <laughs> answer. More puns. More puns. Everybody. The real deal. That's a great guess. Uh, Matt, what did you put for number two? Well, thanks to Dr. Dre, I'm also going with real deal. Holyfield. It is Evander, the real deal. Holy field for number two. You both got that one right. Matt's off to a good start. Uh, Question number three, three words. The great one. Uh, Matt, what did you put for this? You look perplexed at first. You know, I hope you came around uh, to it. Yeah, to be honest, uh, there's like, a, you, it could be like, oh, hey, it's Tom Brady. Oh, it's Jack Nicholas. I didn't put those. I took a guess and said Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan, the great one. Uh, Andrew, what did you put for number three? I came up with a different answer. Interesting. And went with Wayne Gretzky. Wayne Wayne Gretzky. Gretzky. So we have Michael Jordan and Wayne Gretzky who are considered like the greats, the goats of their sports. Um, One of you is correct. The correct answer is Wayne Gretzky, the great 99 is known as the great one andrew has tied it up i'm pulling Uh, it back i'm pulling (laughs) one back here we go here we go it's on the comeback is on uh question number four six feet of sunshine is the nickname of what terry spelled k-e-r-r-i who is one of the most decorated beach volleyball players ever playing in five olympics Mm. uh andrew what answer did you come up with for number four i'm not very confident in this one but i think it was I think I got her partner, maybe. Uh, I said Carrie May. But Carrie, I don't think Carrie May, great but guess. But I think it's her part. It's Carrie something else. Uh, Matt, what did you put? Um, you know, I think the partner was Misty May, and she played uh, with Carrie Trainer. I'm going with Carrie Trainer. Trainer. May. Trainer. I'm May saying Trainer. And trainer. The correct answer is Carrie Walsh. Carrie Walsh Hmm. is that six feet of sunshine. We will never forget her for the rest of our days. Carrie Walsh. Except Andrew and I will forget her, clearly. And you'll just keep saying, I think it's it's like, there is, what's hilarious is, uh, Annie can look this up, is I think you guys put the two names of the partner. I think her name was like Misty May Trainer. Uh, uh, so I think you guys uh, both took a little bit of that. <laughs> it is. It's Misty May Trainer. So see, your brains were working. <laughs> yeah. Uh, question number five. 
switching gears, uh, what NASCAR legend was known as the King, Matt? I don't know a lot of NASCAR, but uh, I just guessed Dale Earnhardt. Dale Earnhardt. Dale Earnhardt. Great, great NASCAR driver, legend, Hall of Famer. Andrew, what did you put? I went with Tom's brother, Richard Petty. Oh, yeah. Petty's brother, Dick. Dick <laughs> Petty. Um, the correct answer is the guy that did some commercials, I think, for like Armor All or STP when he'd say, shoot the dash. It was the king, Richard Petty. Richard Petty. There we go. Nice. Richard Petty is known as the king wearing those cowboy hats with mm. a bunch of feathers tucked into the uh, the band there. Richard mm -hmm. Petty, incredible yeah. NASCAR driver. Uh, question number six. I, I, I'm excited to hear what you guys came up with for question number six. What Seattle Supersonic for those for those youngsters out there? That was <laughs> that was the basketball team that moved to Oklahoma City and became right. Thunder, but they were a basketball franchise for quite some time. The Seattle Supersonics, uh, who was known as the Rain Man, Andrew. Uh, I'm going with Jack Kemp's brother, Sean Kemp. Sean <laughs> Kemp as the Rain Man. Great guess, Matt. What did you? That is also with? a great guess. And the uh, Seattle uh, Supersonics crawled so the Thunder could fly. Uh, I went with uh, Ray Allen. Ray Allen. Great guess. The hint it felt I was like gonna... the Ray, the yeah. rain. It's a three pointers. <laughs> he rained three pointers down did. all day long. Uh, one of the best sharpshooters of all time in NBA. Oh, yeah. The clue I was going to give you was uh, it's not Gary Payton. He was known as the glove because he was glove. such a great defender, which is a right. great nickname. Yeah, yeah. He was on you like a glove. Oh, yeah. Um, the correct answer is Sean Kemp. Sean mm. Kemp. Mm -hmm. One of the best dunkers ever. Like just. Oh. Holy smokes, get out of his way. Sean Kemp is the rain man. Yes. Question number seven, uh, redheaded snowboarder Sean White is known as the flying what, Matt? Uh, I went with tomato. The flying tomato. The flying tomato. Uh, Mr. Hawtrey, do you concur? Did you go on your own? Uh, no, I concur. And a uh, uh, little side note, um, when my son was uh, very young, uh, a picture of him came up on the uh, TV and he looked at it and went, mommy. <laughs> he did have With that long curly hair. He oh. looked a little bit like, like my wife. Yeah. Yeah. Those luscious red locks. That's yeah. why Sean White is known as the flying tomato, the flying mm. tomato. But in our house, we call him mommy. Yeah, we sure. call him Oh, that's course. his other nickname. Yeah. Uh, question number eight. Mama mm -hmm. Smash, the widower maker, and Riri are just a few of her many nicknames. When I was looking this up, she has maybe a dozen nicknames, but those were three of my favorites. Did you guys venture a guess? Andrew, we'll start with you for question number eight. Uh, it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I, uh, yeah, I, I rendered a guess. I don't know. Uh, I went with Billy D's uh, sister, Serena Williams. Yes, Serena Williams. Great guess. Matt, Mr. Knudsen. Uh, cosine, I also went with Serena Williams, which was a guess, but it was a guess derived from Riri. Yeah. I felt like there was two letters from her name. So, you know. Yeah. That's deductive reasoning you're doing, Mama. <laughs> Mama Smash. 
Yeah. Um, the Widower Maker is for real. I think it's one of my Classic. favorite of all time. And Riri, that's probably her most popular one. It is Serena Williams is Ooh. your answer for number eight. Oh my gosh, we have our score update. We're at halftime. We're at the midpoint after the first two rounds, general mm -hmm. knowledge and the grab bag. We have Mr. Andrew Hawtrey with nine points and Matt Knudsen with 10 it's 10 to 9 and thinking it through again folks we are playing with two of my good pals uh matt knutson you could see him uh current projects dry bar comedy special called good news and three albums he's got three albums that are just terrific on itunes Bandcamp, and at matt knutson.com and you can follow him on social media at matt knutson on twitter and at that matt knutson on instagram he is playing for meals on wheels he's in the lead but by the narrowest mm. of margins 10 to 9 uh andrew hawtrey is here as well um he's on that 90s show that's going to premiere on netflix very soon um andrew hawtrey you can follow him at andrew hawtrey on instagram and twitter and he's playing for hope of the valley it's 10 to 9 gents just how we mm. like it here this is so lovely uh but if we it are... was any closer there'd be no lead at all yeah We'd have, yeah, we'd right have, there. like Maybe. kissing your sister. A tie. Tie ball game. Um, but it is time for the very fun or very awful, depending on how you do. We'll see. <laughs> round three, the lightning round. Thunderclaps abound. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Hotchery, you are trailing by just one point. Yes. Uh, so you okay. get first crack at choosing one of these categories. And today you can choose from... Frankenberry, Count Chocula, and Booberry. They are bringing these cereals back, I've, I've read, along with Fruit Brute, which is the deep cut one that I didn't really grow up with. And the only reason I know Fruit Brute is that it was uh, Eric Stoltz's uh, character, Lance, the drug dealer, is eating a bowl of it in Pulp Fiction. I saw that and I thought it was a fake cereal. And I looked it up and was like, Fruit Brute is part of this, this wow. uh, cavalcade. But you can only choose from Frankenberry, Count Chocula or Booberry for your lightning round question. Uh, yeah, these are cereals that uh, we weren't allowed to eat growing up. Uh, my parents only bought uh, Cheerios and grape nuts. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, like right to your heart because you'd go to a yeah. friend's house. I'm sure, Andrew, you'd go to a friend's house and yeah. open up entry and you would see Fruity Pebbles and Fruit Loops and Apple Jacks and be like, oh, they do exist. Uh -huh. Yeah, uh, growing up, my brother would use his allowance to buy things like Captain Crunch, and I would do his chores for a bowl of it. Andrew, since you weren't right. familiar with these, what's name your poison for this? Uh, All right, so I'm just going to go with Count Chocula because I think that was the one I, I've probably had. Okay, Count Chocula. Um, I think this is a great pick for you, Mr. Hotcher. I think you picked well. Um, there's going to be 20 seconds on the clock. I will repeat this question twice. Say go, hit the button. You have 20 seconds. You need to name the first nine films directed by Mr. Mel Brooks. These are all Mel Brooks films. The first nine that he directed, Mel Brooks films, 20 seconds on the clock, Mr. Hotchery. Yes. And a go. Uh, Young Frankenstein. Uh, uh, God. Uh, the one of the Cowboys. Shit. Um, uh, the producers, uh, the, uh, uh, oh, sh my God, stop the panic. Stop. You, the got, panic. you had the flop sweats. You totally had the flop sweats. You got two, you got the producers, which was his very first directorial debut <sighs> and a young Frankenstein, Matt Knutson, your five second rebuttal name, the first nine films directed by Mel Brooks, five seconds on the clock and go. Uh, Young Frankenstein, uh, Blazing Saddles, uh, Fear of stop. Heights. Stop, stop, you got Blazing Saddles. That's the one Andrew couldn't come up oh. with. I could see your brain was having a, you were having like a aneurysm or something with yeah. Blazing Saddles, but Blazing Saddles is the one you got. So you stole one from, from Andrew. So we got the producers. Uh, which was number one blazing saddles was his third and young frankenstein was his fourth that's pretty unbelievable <laughs> those are three of your first four movies that you ever direct um the yeah. ones the ones we didn't get um 
Number two is kind of a deep cut. It's called the 12 chairs that he did. Mm. That was the number two one he did. Number five was silent movie where the, the mime uh, Marcel Marceau is the only one who speaks in that film, mm. uh, which mm. is a fun one. High anxiety is his tip of the cap to Hitchcock. High anxiety is a great one. Um, history of the world part one. I just rewatched that one. God, that movie's incredible. Still funny. Spaceballs was right after that. Spaceballs. He took a few uh, yeah. years off and did Spaceballs. And then another deeper cut one that you kind of forget that he directed was called Life Stinks. Life Stinks. So that was tough. You think you know him, but that's a tough you know. lightning round thing. Terrific. Um, all right. That was the Count Chocula question, but now it's Knudsen's turn. Okay. Your time in the barrel, in the lightning round. You could either choose Frankenberry or Boo Berry, one of the berries. Well, you know, I'm interested in Frankenberry because he's a monster, but still afraid all the time, which is an interesting flex. Uh, but I'm going to go with Boo Berry because he's a ghost, yet still somehow wearing a rattan hat. Yep. I'm not yep. sure how he pulls it off. He's an apparition that can sustain gravity. That, I never and thought a bow tie. about that until right. today. So thank you for that. Me neither. Ghost wear yeah, a hat. How can a ghost wear a hat and a tie? Come on, he's a vapor. So Frankenberry is just going to go back into the hopper for a future okay. game. It was a music music type question. Oh. So I don't know if that's good or bad. We'll find out. Booberry, you picked Booberry. So I need uh, to know from you the top nine best selling. Atari video game cartridges of all time. Hmm. Again, the top nine best-selling Atari video game cartridges of all time. 20 seconds on the clock. Uh, Andrew, uh, sit tight for your rebuttal. 20 seconds on the clock, Knudsen, and a go. Uh, Donkey Kong, Pitfall, uh, E.T., Asteroids, Centipede, uh... Burger Time, uh, Donkey Kong Jr., Pac-Man, uh, Miss Pac-Man. Stop, 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 stop. Whoa. Um, <laughs> I can't give you that last one. That was after time when I looked at the clock. Um, but here's the ones you did get. You did very well. You got Pac-Man. You got Pitfall. You got Asteroids. Those are all the top three sellers. You got the top Classics. three. And yeah. then you got E.T., very famous. And we'll talk about that after the break. But Pac-Man, Pitfall, Asteroids, and E.T., you got. Um, Andrew, here's your five-second rebuttal. The top-selling Atari video game cartridges of all time. Five seconds on the clock and a go. Joust, Frogger, Pong, um, Larryville. Stop. <laughs> he brings back Larryville. You got Frogger. Frogger was number six on the mm. all-time all list. Right. Uh, let's go over the ones uh, you didn't get. Number four was Missile Command. Missile mm. Command. Uh, number five came came with the console. Sometimes you could either get combat or sometimes you would get Space Invaders. Mm. Space Invaders. Mm, yeah. Um, seven, I didn't know of. I didn't have this game. I didn't play it, but it's called Demon Attack. It must have been popular because they <laughs> sold millions of copies of it, but it was called Demon Attack. And then I couldn't give you uh, this one, Knudsen, but you did say it after the bell. It was Ms. Pac-Man. So Pac-Man Pac you got, but Ms. Pac-Man was number nine. Um, that was really, really great. That was really fun. And that listened closer. I could have stole it, I guess. Should have stole it. <laughs> um, that was a fun lightning round. We have a score update. Andrew Hauntry with a dozen. He's got 12. Matt Knudsen retains the lead with 15. It's 15 to 12 after that lightning round. Um, so after that very fun lightning round, it is 15 to 12. Matt Knudsen's in the lead over Andrew Hawtrey. And it's time for our fourth round, the final round between you two gents. Round four, the double duty. It's called the double duty because points are doubled. There are nine questions in this round. So there are 18 very large points up for grabs in this round. It's still anyone's game. In your double duty Radcliffe round today, guys, your category is kind of a combo of a couple topics. It's history and television. So these are all about kind of TV shows that have kind of a historical bent to them. So let's see how this goes. We'll see how this goes. Points are doubled. Here is question number one. Deadwood 
from HBO is located in the western part of what U.S. state? One of my favorite shows of all time, Deadwood. That's from real life. Deadwood is located in the western part of what U.S. state? For question number one. Question number two. Question number two of nine in your Double Duty Radcliffe round. Name one of the three actresses to portray Queen Elizabeth II in the TV series The Crown. There were three main actresses that played Queen Elizabeth II throughout her life. Can you name just one of those actresses that portrays the late great Queen Elizabeth II from that TV series, The Crown? And here we are. We have arrived at question number three in the history and TV round. MASH, excellent sitcom, MASH took place during what conflict? Name the conflict that is the backdrop of that incredible TV series from our era, MASH. One of my favorite things about the, the sitcom itself is like they added a laugh track everywhere except for when they were operating. Yeah, no the laugh OR, track. there's no laugh track. The oh. Mobile Army Surgical Hospital, MASH. Question number four, a little more current, but not by too much. Can you name the TV movie that focused on the feud between David Letterman and Jay Leno in the early 1990s. They made a TV movie. Can you name it? It was named after the book of the same name. Uh, can you name the TV movie that focused on the feud between David Letterman and Jay Leno that was happening in the early 1990s? Question number five in your history and TV double duty round. Al Capone, Lucky Luciano, and Big Jim Colosimo are just a few of the gangsters that show up in Boardwalk Empire alongside which character played by Steve Buscemi? Who does Steve Buscemi play in that HBO series, Boardwalk Empire? Let me repeat that question for question number five. Scarface himself, Al Capone, Lucky Luciano, and Big Jim Colosimo are just a few of the gangsters that show up in Boardwalk Empire alongside which character played by Steve Buscemi? If you give me his first or his last name, I'll give it to you. For question number five, uh, where are we? Question number six. Question number six of nine. It's all coming down to these final few <laughs> questions here. What FX series takes a fictional look at the early days of the crack cocaine epidemic in Los Angeles during the beginning of the 1980s? It's been around for a few seasons. What FX series takes a fictional look at the early days of the crack cocaine epidemic in Los Angeles during the beginning of the 1980s? Question numero siete, number seven. What was the company portrayed in the miniseries Band of Brothers? Band of Brothers, based on that book by Stephen Ambrose. What company? They were known as what company? in Band of Brothers, that World War II saga. Uh, question number eight. Let's see how our memory works on this one. I would think that you guys watched this. Name the two actors that portrayed both Marsha Clark and Johnny Cochran in that American crime story, The People versus O.J. Simpson. John Travolta was in that uh, miniseries, a bunch of great actors, but can you name the two actors that portrayed both Marsha Clark and Johnny Cochran in that miniseries, American Crime Story, The People versus O.J. Simpson. I think they won many, many awards for that miniseries. Question number nine, this is it. It all comes down to question number nine in your history and television Double Duty Radcliffe round. The adventures of farmer and warrior Ragnar Lothbrok are told on what TV show as he and his family and fellow warriors explore and raid distant shores. Name that TV series. The adventures of farmer and warrior Ragnar Lothbrok are told on what TV show as he and his family and fellow warriors explore and raid distant shores. All right, here we go. Pencils no. down. You could take your thinking caps off for a moment. It's time to go over your answers in the Theodore Double Duty Radcliffe round. This was history and television. Question number one was Deadwood, one of my favorite shows of all time, is located, it's a real city, located in the western part of what U.S. state, Andrew? I went with Arizona. Arizona. 
not a bad guess, out west. Mr. Knutson, do you agree with that? Uh, I went with New Mexico. New Mexico. You boys are too south. You're too south. Go farther north. It's near the Badlands and the Black Hills of South Dakota. Ah, South Dakota is where Deadwood is. Now we know. Now you know. Um, and if you guys haven't seen that show, I would I would put that at the very top of your list of, of shows. It's not a ton of seasons, but it is spectacular. Very, very cool show. Yeah, Ian McShane is uh, about as good as it gets. Yeah, it's it's a great ensemble cast and it's shot beautifully well and it's it's just a hell of a story. Uh, Deadwood is in South Dakota. I want to oh. go visit it soon. Um, question number two, name one of the three actresses to portray Queen Elizabeth II in the TV series, The Crown, Mr. Knudsen. Uh, again, I went with Eileen Brennan. Eileen <laughs> Brennan. What can't I she have, do? <laughs> I have, I've never watched the show. I have no idea. Not even a guess. Not even a guess. Okay. I mean, I would have said uh, uh, Elle Fanning, but I know that's Catherine the Great. So when you know your guess is wrong, go with Eileen Brennan. Go with Eileen Brennan. It's never yeah. a bad, bad guess. Uh, Hawtrey, did you agree with that with nothing? Or did uh, you come up with no. something? I came up with something. I've watched uh, this series and really enjoy it uh, with my wife. And uh, I went with the first uh, lady, Claire Foy. Claire uh, Foy is your Olivia, dad. and I couldn't come up with Olivia's last name another wonderful actress who's played the queen yes all three of these actresses are outstanding i've seen them in, yeah. in many works over the years uh the first one andrew gets it correct it is claire foy who played uh the queen in her early days uh the second actress is incredible in her own right olivia coleman is who you were coleman, trying to think that's go. been in every movie and tv show over the last decade and she's so good in everything and then imelda staunton or melda stanton is the third that played the queen in her elder days um yeah claire foy olivia coleman and imelda stanton well we uh, haven't seen uh, imelda stanton yet that that ooh, she has not yet come coming out, out coming out uh question number three mash took place during what conflict uh mr andrew i went with the korean war the korean war matthew i korea agree korean war it is that was a layup for you guys had to put something in there for us yeah. it was the korean war the korean war is your answer for number three where mash takes place uh question number four can you name the tv movie that focuses on the feud between david letterman and jay leno in the early 19 90s this was a tough one unless you read the book i think or saw it recently matt do you have a guess for number four my guess was the battle for late night Ooh, the battle for late night great guess andrew what did you put <laughs> something similar uh, the battle of the late night stars <laughs> <laughs> yes holy shit perfect That's the Battle of the Network Stars. The uh, the the only thing I was jockeying between was battle or war for late night. So yep, yep. You guys are you guys places. are all right there. You guys are right there. Um, it's called the late shift. The late shift. That's all it was called. Is the late shift. Oh, I had night shift too, and I was like, oh. no, that's not it. <laughs> That was another movie from the 80s, but uh, yeah, yeah, it is The Late Shift, the book and that TV show. Oh, I almost want to give Andrew a point for the Battle of Late Night Stars. <laughs> Holy cow, that's great. Uh, question number five, Alphonse Capone, Lucky Luciano and Big Jim Colosimo are just a few of the gangsters that show up in Boardwalk Empire uh, alongside which character played by Steve Buscemi? Um, Andrew, I think you're starting us off for number five. This, this show was on like when my kids were young and so I never watched any shows. Oh no. Um, and I just went, Gino? Gino, great guy. <laughs> hey, Gino. Hey, Gino. Hey. Oh. We're on the boardwalk. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ugats. Yeah. yeah. We got an empire here. Yeah. <laughs> on this boardwalk, Gino. That's great. Yeah. Leave, leave the gun. Take the cannolis. Oh my God, that's great. Knudsen, <laughs> what did you put for number five? Uh, I put Nucky. 
Nucky. And I, since you said you would accept the first name only as a response, I didn't add Thompson, but I think it feels like it might have been. But I'm just going with, you should know, Nucky. <laughs> Nucky. You would be a, a correct across the board. It was Nucky Thompson. I forget what his first name is, but Nucky was his nickname, I think. I think it was Enoch. Yeah, Enoch Nucky Thompson. Um, great character played by Steve Buscemi. Um, question number six was a toughie. Uh, it's been on for a handful of seasons, but I just don't, you don't hear people talking about it as much as they should. It's, it's always up for awards. What FX series takes a fictional look at the early days of the crack cocaine epidemic in Los Angeles during the beginning of the 1980s, Matt? I had no idea. I just put Rampart. I don't even know if that's a real show. Rampart. Hmm. Uh, Andrew, what did you put? Um, this was a, a guess, um, and I wrote Smoke. Smoke. Great guesses. I gave you the hint. It was a one word title. Uh, since it was cocaine epidemic, that's part of the, the title. It's called Snowfall. Snowfall mm. is the name of that show. Mm. If you watch other FX shows, you'll see like, oh, yeah, Snowfall. That's that's a show on FX as well. I got to put that on my list of shows. <laughs> huh. I like cocaine. Yeah, yeah I, I like, like show. <laughs> I did a ton of cocaine in the 80s. Um, I might like this show. Um yeah, it's Snowfall for number six. Snowfall. Number seven, what was the company portrayed in the miniseries Band of Brothers? Andrew, I think, has got this one. Andrew, what did you put? Easy Company. Easy Company. Matt, do you agree? Um, I do after I heard him say it. But I put, <laughs> I put Bravo because I'd never seen the show. Ooh, Bravo or Easy? Those are great guesses. My thought was, so there's the, you know, the, the, the letter system, Alpha, Bravo, Charlie, Delta, whatever. They're not the Alphas, they're Bravo. Yeah, Bravo for your deductive bravo. Reasoning, reasoning. For your um, incorrect response, Bravo. The correct answer is they were part of the 101st Airborne Division and they were known as... Easy company, easy company. Andrew nailed that one. Ooh, I think things are getting real close. <laughs> As we come down to the final two questions in your Double Duty Radcliffe round, this is history and TV. Uh, name, I changed this one. I did a little audible for question number eight. Name just one of the two actors that portrayed either Marsha Clark and or Johnny Cochran in American Crime Story, The People versus O.J. Simpson. I think Cuba... Cuba Gooding Jr. played OJ and John Travolta was in that uh, show as well. What did you come up with, Matt? Uh, well, Johnny Cochran, I guessed Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle. And uh, the Marsha Clark, I guessed the sister of renowned casting director, Liz Paulson, Sarah Paulson. Sarah Paulson. Excellent. Uh, Andrew, what did you put? Uh, well, uh, that was the face that I was, uh, Sarah Paulson's face, but I did not write Sarah Paulson. Uh, I wrote, uh, Miss Claire Foy Green Jeans and Al Roker. Just a combination of previous answers. And you threw in a curveball with the Al Roker, <laughs> um, for Johnny Cochran. He would have played a really interesting Johnny Cochran, I think. Right. Um, uh, the correct answer, Johnny Cochran was played by, and I think this guy won Emmys for his portrayal, an excellent mm -hmm. actor in his own right, is Courtney B. Vance. Courtney B. Vance played a great Johnny Cochran. And Marsha Clark was played by Sarah Paulson. Sarah Paulson. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give Knutson just one point. <laughs> Even though these are worth two points, since Cochran was wrong, but he got Paulson right, I will give him just one point for that answer for question number eight. It comes down to this question number nine. The adventures of farmer and warrior Ragnar Lothbrok are told on what TV show as he and his family and fellow warriors explore and raid distant shores, Andrew? Uh, I, I, I didn't get this right. Um, I don't even, I mean, I just threw out Game of Thrones, but I know that's wrong. Game of Thrones. Great and, guess. Yeah, Matt, yeah. do you agree with that? Or, yeah. I didn't see the show. But if it's the one I'm thinking of, my brother saw it and he's like, you got to watch Vikings. Oh, uh, yeah. So we have Game of Thrones. We have Vikings. It, both of those shows are if you tell people you didn't see them, they yell at you. Um, the correct answer is Vikings. <sighs> that answer deserves a huzzah. 
Vikings is the correct answer for number nine and Ragnar Lothbrok. Um, it sounds like it should be Vikings. Yeah. It comp- and also Game of Thrones, totally legit guess. Cause that's all they did on the show was like raid, go other places village. and raid. And, you know, yeah, but so. his, his hints pretty much said that, you know, that it went to different networks and I'm like, Game of Thrones never went to a different network. <laughs> oh my God. I didn't factor that in. You're right. Yeah, I think it started off on the History Channel and then it moved to Amazon for its final season. We have a final score between you two fellers. Andrew Hawtrey with 18 large points and Matt Knudsen with the deuce deuce. 22, Matt Knudsen, you are the smartest person in the world. Thank you. For one week. Spirited round, Andrew. (laughs) Always great to spend time with you in any way. You too, Mike. That was that was a hell of a game. That was fun. That was great. You guys did well. That was a tough game. I would think that that's one of the the tougher games I've put together recently. So you guys did very very well. Again, folks, we are playing with two of my pals, uh, Andrew Hawtrey and Matt Knutson. Uh, check out Andrew Hawtrey on social media. You can follow him at Andrew Hawtrey on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, he's got an upcoming show, That '90s Show. It's going to be on Netflix, and he's playing for the great charity Hope of the valley we're happy to give a, a donation in your name andrew to hope of the valley and then i'm in sh- one episode of hey. 90 size <laughs> don't expect to be being all of them i'm in one in, hey, in the scene we're, not we're much gonna, right we're now. still gonna watch that one episode real hard we're gonna watch it <laughs> really hard um and then there's our champ for the week, Matt Knudsen. You can follow him at Matt Knudsen on Twitter and at that Matt Knudsen on Instagram. Uh, check out the Dry Bar comedy special called Good News and check out any of his three albums on iTunes, Bandcamp, and mattknudsen.com. He is playing for the great charity Meals on Wheels. They're getting a donation from us as well. Thank you, Michael. Really appreciate it. Yep. So fun. So great to have you guys here. And the show is not over now it's time for me and knudsen to go head to head mano e mano for the final throwdown so annie our wonderful producer it is time to reveal the final throwdown question i will read the question to everyone matt you get first crack at a guess i can either agree with you or go my own way and then no matter what we're going to learn a little bit about this and uh Without further ado, Miss Roberts, let's see our final throwdown question for today. In which U.S. state were the most presidents born? In which U.S. state were the most presidents born? That's an excellent question. So, Knudsen, I will give you first crack at it. Take as much time as you need. I think I know this one. Oh my God, Hawtrey's <laughs> chiming in from the peanut gallery. You you got a mute the rest. You lost by four <laughs> oh, points. Oh no. If my math is correct, you lost by four points. You gotta go sit in the shut up corner. No, we'll, we'll let you even guess. Um, in which U.S. state were the most presidents born? Mr. Knudsen, start us off. Is this a response you give out loud or you write it down? Yeah, you just say it. You're not, you just say it. Well, through deductive reasoning, I would guess that just by the sheer number of people that live in this state, when you mathematically reduce it down, the most presidents were born in California. 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 That is a great guess. Thank you. I am going to go a different way. Okay. Um, that's that's a good thing, because there were, uh, no one was really born in California until later on in our history as a country. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go to the other coast. I'm going to go on the East Coast. Um, I think, I think Ohio's up there, but I'm going to go to the East Coast, and I'm going to say Virginia, because I do believe that, like, most of the first, like, six or seven we're all like from Virginia. So I don't think there's been many from Virginia since, but I'm still going to stick with that. I know Ohio's up there. We got California. We got Virginia. Mr. Hawtrey, you want to chime in here? 
loser ohio i think it was ohio oh sweet so we have three this is going to be fun so we have a three-way yeah we got a three-way you know a lot of a lot of options here yeah no matter if i get what, it correct do i get four or five points <laughs> yes you do yes you do yeah you get four points so you guys will tie as the smartest person <laughs> in the world for one week i'll take it um, i'll take it so we have Mr. Knutson with California. I went with VA, Virginia's for lovers, and Mr. Hawtrey went with Ohio. So I think I think we got a good uh, good guesses here. So Annie, without further ado, reveal our answer, and then we're going to learn a little bit about this. Oh, Virginia. Your well answer. done, Michael. Thank you so much. You your go. answer is Virginia. Let's learn a little bit about this. Uh, eight total U.S. presidents were born in the state of Virginia. Four of the first five presidents are Virginians. I think John Adams and John Quincy Adams, who was number six, I think they were both Massachusetts. Um, Ohio, there's Mr. Hawtrey there. Ohio gave us the second most with seven. They're only one behind. So we have Virginia followed by Ohio. Uh, five presidents were born in the state, the great state of New York. And all 46 presidents were born in just 21 states. Holy smoke. So... My math is correct. Uh, what is that? 29 states have never had a U.S. <laughs> president. It is Virginia. Well, again, folks, uh, we it was so uh, such a pleasure to have Matt Knutson here and Andrew Hawtrey playing for two great charities. We had a good time. It was great to see you boys. And uh, yeah, we will see you guys very soon. Thank you, Mike. Thanks, Mike. It was a pleasure. And thanks, Annie. Want to help out the podcast? Please subscribe to You Should Know Better wherever you listen to podcasts. Rate our show and write a review if you can. It really helps get the word out to the masses. We thank you very much. And for some daily trivia action, check us out on TikTok and Instagram. Until next week, take care of yourselves and each other. We're all in this together. And in the immortal words of Harry Carey. So long, everybody. You Should Know Better is produced by Annie Roberts and myself, Mike C. Nelson. All music created by Mr. Kevin Shima. Voiceover talent, Natalia Castellanos. Graphic design by Jason Caldera and Caldera Co. Photos courtesy of Dana Patrick and Stevie Nelson. Artwork by Katie Simon. And special thanks to Ward Roberts for doing all the things. <laughs>